Chapter 32, Catching Fire Fifty minutes later, Harry hugged himself tightly as he watched John's experience on screen. He wasn't immersed in the world, and still, he leaned in, his nose almost glued to the images displayed on the thin surface. This, is all your fault, Dad. The pale girl struggled to speak, and then she coughed blood. Take your money and leave. More coughing, and this time the blood traveled far. The red drops of death dripped from Vozer's sweaty face to his white shirt. John leaned by the girl who lay on a white sofa, now spattered with blood. The screen on the wall displayed a video of Vozer shaking hands as others congratulated him on his successful lobbying activities. Rain stared at him, her face blue and her veins all visible near her temples. She lifted her trembling hand to grab his shirt. I, despise you. As he held her hand, her body convulsed violently, and a deluge of blood, mucus, and vomit exploded from her mouth. Amongst the torrent of slime, something larger landed on John's lap. It was a piece of Rain's lung, a crimson, spongy, tree-like horror covered in blood. Harry closed his eyes and turned his head away as John screamed, roared, sobbed. Lake. My lake. With his mouth still twisted in disgust, Harry looked back at the screen to watch Rain take her last breath, drowning in her own blood. Vozer's experience had reached its final beat. Harry inhaled sharply, taking his glasses off to clean the fog off the lenses. Ugh. How, grimy. I don't think I can handle a ton of these. Harry helped John Vozer get out of his tea skin in the temporary testing room he had set up in his loft. John got dressed, and they walked to the office. The older man's face was white as snow, sweat dripping from his forehead and soaking his white shirt. Harry pulled up a chair. Have a seat, John. You all right? The businessman sat in silence, processing his experience. Would you like some water? John shook his head, then he lowered it to his knees and covered it with his hands. He stayed there for a few minutes. Harry scanned John's vitals displayed on the screen. It was clear the man was experiencing a panic attack. He waited a few minutes until John started to calm down. John, are you okay? We have a questionnaire for you to fill. When you're ready. John stood up abruptly, grabbed Harry by the collar of his shirt, and pulled him closer. The older man's eyes were dark and sunken in his skull, it gave him a demonic expression. Son, listen. John, calm down. Let's talk about this. John sat back down, and his body trembled. No, listen. We need to strike big before they realize what's happening. Please have some water. Harry said. You need to relax. You are both young and naive. They'll crush you. John's tone differed from the dismissive sneer Harry had experienced when they first met. The businessman sounded sincere, a concerned look in his eyes. Harry reserved his judgment, knowing he was dealing with a master of manipulation. Who? Harry asked. You're going to get violent resistance from stakeholders as soon as the word is out. You need to go big, target decision-makers, and create unstoppable momentum. That's the game plan. Let me give you something for the nerves. Harry said. Listen to me. My daughter's life is at stake. The world is, fucked. There's still hope. If we act fast. John dismissed Harry with a hand wave. 
Our next quarterly strategic board meeting is coming up next week. We've organized an envisioning offsite in Aspen. The agenda includes ideation sessions and several external speakers. They're all in attendance, the board, key strategic partners, lobbyists, politicians, even competitors. Harry wasn't clear where John was going with this, but he tried to be supportive and open. Okay? Don't you see? I'll add one of your experiences as an inspiration event. They'll have the same expectation I had when I walked in here today. John said. Mmm, I think I understand. We'll do it pre-kickoff. John said. Do you have enough tea skins? Different sizes? We'll have around 50 participants. That can be arranged. Harry tried to keep up with John's reasoning, wondering if the businessman was playing him. He wished he were better at reading people. Good man. Do you run group experiences? Harry shook his head. No, the stories are uniquely designed for each user, and we need to protect their privacy. Okay. Then they'll all have to do it at the same time. John said. We could do that. I need to run it by my partner first. I suggest you stop the testing with regular folks. The word will get out. Simpler, less intelligent people will leave this building and start preaching. They'll do something that will call attention to the power of the, of this thing. People like me will crush you if they catch a whiff of what you're up to. You need to focus on leaders and go stealth until you build enough momentum. I can help you do that. John, yes. I think I follow you. Thank you. Wait. John's face lit up. Davos is happening next month, another perfect event. The most powerful business leaders in the world, all gathered in the same place. I can get us in for a showcase. You'd need to manufacture the gear and stand up the infrastructure quickly. I can fund it. Harry couldn't help but marvel at John's audacious vision. The World Economic Forum brought together the most important business, state, and opinion leaders in the world. I don't need your money. I'll take care of it once I speak to Tom. Harry was super keen to get back to his partner, they had a lot to discuss. Everything John was saying made sense, but could they trust him? They needed to review John's experience carefully and look for clues of authentic change of the man's values and belief system. John got up and prepared to leave. Fine. Let me get out of here and get the ball rolling after I speak to my daughter. I'll call you later today, Harry said. The businessman stopped and glanced back at Harry. His eyes were wet. Harry. Yes? The girl, Rain, she looked so real. Is this what they are calling AGI? John asked. Artificial general intelligence? No, not yet. The prediction algorithm is the most advanced, but it has a specific skill set. The platform is learning the art of storytelling from Tom, but we still depend on him in a few key areas. And the characters are good at what they do, but still quite narrow in their scope. Basically, it's a combination of several narrow, deep learning models and some smoke and mirrors by two hardworking humans. Harry smiled. How accurate is the prediction? If nothing changes, Lake has a 70% chance of developing cancer. Tom's stories are powerful because they carry the truth, a truth powered by Sybil's predictions. Thank you, son. You are most welcome, John. As John was about to walk through the main door, he turned around. 
Harry, what you said about the truthful stories, that's your UVP, your marketing pitch. It'll catch fire as the Sybil app did.